0: This is the Post-Shift Podcast, a raw look at the hospitality industry. Post-Shift Shot uh, with your host, Sean Sewell, obviously. You're listening to me right now. So um, I got to sit down with uh, Mike and Lee from the Drake Eatery here in Victoria. And my real focus with them this week was to talk about how do you keep your mission statement from the get-go consistent all the way through? Because I know that when they first opened, you'll hear about it. Um, They had some detractors, which every restaurant and bar has when you first open. But it's really important to sort of listen to them and take in what they say when it comes to sticking to your mission statement. Plus, we chat about how it is to work with your partner and stuff. Um, It gets a little noisy. I apologize. I am working on getting some new equipment fairly shortly, which hopefully will alleviate some of these issues. It's not easy. There's not a lot of mobile podcast sort of equipment out there that i can just easily buy and so i am working on it to get the quality a little bit up there but i hope the content is doing you some solids um enjoy this episode and uh have a good week bye um we opened our
1: first restaurant i thought it was just i was still
2: doing my other thing thought I was going to keep doing that and that the restaurant was going to be a lease project, but it was. <laughs> That's never how yeah, yeah. goes. <laughs> I thought I'd do the odd part. What and year shift, was that? But 2002 we opened.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Which one? Yeah. Knock 'em back grill. Oh, okay. Sandwich. Yeah, that for 10 years. I'm... How long's the Drake been open for now? Going up to five. It'll be five years on oh, wow. first. Yeah. So, what drove you to do the Drake? It, there seemed to be a great craft beer culture here in Victoria uh, that we had, had it easily identified. Uh, but I was confused that other cities seem to have craft beer focused bars, mm-hmm. like hyper-focused. So Alibi Room in Vancouver, mm-hmm. for instance, and Toronto in and San Francisco and I could go on, but with all the great breweries here, and on a retail basis, you could go to the stores and have great access to a lot of great beer. There's a big route here in BC and elsewhere. There, there didn't seem to be a bar or a restaurant that was hyper-focused on mm-hmm. that. And when we looked at restaurant models and saw pizza places focused on pizza, mm-hmm. Chinese food restaurants focused on Chinese food, yeah. so can beverage venue focus on one particular approach as opposed to trying to do everything. So. It was definitely when that, that time I remember like
0: being back in Clives, it was definitely like a bit of a cart before the horse sort of thing. Like we had this epic beer culture and you go like Cook treat, liquor stalks and Strath and it's just like just beer for days. Right. And then you'd still go into your local pub and it'd be like, Oh okay, so you're still yeah. rocking out Budweiser yeah. and macro Blue, brews. Yeah. Canadian Yeah and um, so scared. Yeah. So scared yeah. to like yeah. take that plunge or well,
1: deep over. Yeah, yeah. We went through that a bit with our first two restaurants. When we started, we had some blue on tap and probably about 10 taps. We had a mix, we had a couple of craft breweries. Um, Our customers weren't that into craft beer back then, but slowly we started uh, developing the beer list. Mark from Brasserie introduced Mike to a new brewery opening in town called Phillips Brewery and said, here, try this. They went to sommelier school together yeah. and Mike thought yeah. he was going to give him some wine, but he handed him this Phillips beer. beer know, what's this? He I
2: mean, was just drink a brand new one-man brewery here in town. like, are you kidding? you got to put it on top. Oh, we okay. hadn't opened yet. Yeah. It was about three months before we opened. And they uh, pulled, pulled Matt and Phillips up, you who know, had never been at it. Yeah, you know, it Still, you got to get this guy's beer. So, tried your beer at Brass and really like we're opening a restaurant like that on top. Like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I already have seven accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if i will have enough beer. <laughs> well, let's well, we try it. Yeah, I guess we could try it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we've been selling this beer ever since.
0: I don't so, think I think the wonderful thing with Phillips is that I don't think there's a crop where we have that now per se, that opens with though, that sort of worrisome. Like, when you open a craft brewery now, it's like, okay, well, I know I'm going to get at least five accounts in the first week of me opening. right? Um, but you can imagine being the, one of the first craft guys going, I'm not sure if I want to put it on tap yet. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and, and there are was he pretty admit there was a lot of learning for us yeah. in those early days? He was literally sleeping in the hurry. And,
0: yeah, oh, I've heard the stories of like labeling uh, bottles uh, on the way to Vancouver yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so I mean, he, yeah, he, he hand carried in a 50 liter keg, first keg we got from the night before we opened. And I looked at him carrying it in, I went, Where's your dolly? He goes, Well, I'm saving up for one. And he was dead serious, and I went, oh, Man, we're gonna get along really good.
1: <laughs> little rusty hatchback. Through.
2: Yeah, Subaru <laughs> Saving up for one. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, so but that yeah, I-, I think you're right. There, I, you know, most brewery startups now, there's a there's a significant budget no. behind those mm-hmm. breweries, and in, there I have seen some, um, a very small handful of guys that are basically garage brewers that you know, uh, that are trying to follow the Phillips model uh-huh. and. But that's that's not a common thing. No. So, and like you said, there's there's a, a big enough craft culture now that somebody opening a room has some confidence that at least people are going to try their beer. Yeah. and Hopefully it's good. To try, they try it again. <laughs>
1: Kind of quickly increase from that point on, right? The products that became available were um, kept increasing. Our guest and our interest in it kept increasing till the point where we made the decision to drop anything macros. that was, yeah, any macros. Which still it was a Zanich, tough, just, tough which, decision, yeah, especially in Zanich. like Yeah,
0: it's a big. That's a big. That's a big call. Yes.
1: Yeah, there
2: was. It, we were. More nervous about it than we should have been it, it turned out yeah i mean there was some pushback but we really didn't lose it. we were the neighborhood yeah. place for that neighborhood so the people that lived there they might have, the few that were upset with us eventually came around they came in they drank island yeah. i mean i was time then, so i'd be doing blind tasting on the because they'd they're canadian and i'd pour them out everything was annoying and you would try that and it wasn't till the third one that I told you, you know you drink it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're brewed right here on the island. You're supporting local businesses. Yeah. That, so.
1: Yeah. We learned we had to own it, not apologize for it, mm-hmm. but then help people along. And just started with
2: the staff, like getting the the staff to understand why we want to support these local breweries. And once they bought in, then they could help us sell it. Mm-hmm. to the consumer educating educate the consumer on why that's our focus but when you typically when you you gave that customer that story mm-hmm. then they were happy to pay the extra 50 cents mm-hmm. for the client And really is 50, 50 cents yeah. yeah so
0: so that was the knockback back that was just Zanish when, when did the Drake like the Drake start sort of evolving as an idea I'd say about 8
2: years ago now yeah probably
1: 2012 yeah
2: so we were. We were, We, we, had, uh, we had, for a while, we had two restaurants that overlapped, and we were working ourselves to death, and weren't enjoying it. And uh, so we were trying to envision a model. We love the industry, we wanted to stay in it, we wanted it to be a proud of what we were doing in it. But we wanted to. Uh, style that was a little more sustainable, and uh, so we started conceptualizing what would eventually become the drink, and then once they started kind of going, yeah, we're going to try to do this, I spent like, two years coming downtown, just wandering around the streets looking mm-hmm. for a location for sort of the eventually found those spots.
0: What was the aha moment that started the Drake? Like, was it just the, the sort of, not necessarily the, the work-life balance and stuff, but the um, the craft beer movement that you'd seen in the change there? What sort of, like, was the spark that was like, okay, well, we gonna do this downtown?
2: Well, I, I don't know if there was a particular anything that for, like, an aha moment other than, i uh, much previous We knew that there's a lot of beer available here, just not on tap a lot, or at least not focused in place. And uh, Garrick said he was doing a great job. with are putting their 50 taps there, 55 taps there, and the church opened shortly before we opened here. So that's another 50 taps. And they're doing a really good job, doing a really great job of showcasing the island, Greece especially. Beautiful. And uh, but it still felt like what we had in mind was a little bit different than what they were doing too. So which is good. And uh, and doing some traveling up and down the coast and discover these little models of oh, we like that, idea. I like, this idea. I like that. Idea. Put them uh, It's like one aha moment so when we're at Blind Lady Ale down in San Diego and uh, it's a craft beer bar down there just celebrating their 10th anniversary. Uh, it's super casual but the owner Lee Chase was the head brewer for Stone Brewing for the first 10 years that Stone existed uh, and he left when he felt they were getting too big uh, created this little pizza joint on tap bread, uh, with uh, 30 or 40 taps uh, Amazing here, really well curated list. And sitting in that room, feeling the vibe, the smiles on the staff, and the ease of the personalities of the staff mm-hmm. working—it just felt super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Lee looked at me and went, "This, yeah, if we could do this." You know, That's—I think that was the closest thing to an uh-huh.
1: Staff are very knowledgeable, yeah. but no pretension. No attitude, uh, well, yeah. Very comfortable. All ages, families, everyone enjoying themselves.
0: So we talked about history a little bit with the Herald Street Brewing Brew Works, but when you when you said you were walking downtown looking for a space, did you pick this space on purpose seeing, with the it being the first beer
2: parlor? Because
0: that's basically the history for this space here, isn't it?
2: Well, it, it kind of, we had picked the name, I think, even before we... Yeah, we did pick the name before we had... Oh really? Space because uh, doing research on uh, and we didn't. I had a list of names, yeah. uh, and I was looking for something. Uh, we knew we wanted to be down in Old or uh, as close as possible, uh,
1: and I wanted a vintage sounding name. And uh, when I did my research, found out that the Drake Hotel opened up Victoria's first dedicated beer mm-hmm. room. Uh,
2: also called the Drake. Uh, uh, that's like an iconic sound. Yeah, vintage name. Every city's got a Drake. and I love it. So we kind of wanted that. And then ultimately we end up in this location, it's, gonna, you know, it's literally right across the corridor, from where the original Drake was. Wow. Yeah. Just kind of lucky happens on that. But,
1: this is one of the first spots Mike found, and we loved it. We were really excited about it. Uh, much bigger than we were looking for. Yeah, it was a bit bigger. But uh, the landlords got back to us and said that it wasn't available. There was another offer on the table, and they thought that that was going to go forward. So then it was pretty much another two years of looking. Wow. But we came close to a place on Yates Street. I think there's a quesadilla place in there right now that. I wasn't really very excited about, and that didn't work. And then, right at the end, this became available again. What used to be in the end?
2: If you go far enough back, what we call the Brewers' Den, the small room right here, the Four Horsemen, Men's Bar, Store. Oh, okay. Uh, This main room. Bespoke uh, interior decor. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the Capit Mexico in the, the back. Mexico. Gold, so yeah. yeah that's now our front kitchen. Yeah. And uh, so all of them were empty and they had been for quite a while. And the landlord wanted it to go as a package. Oh, uh, I would have loved to have just taken just this piece. Yeah, uh, yeah we were fortunate too. Uh, on timing, there wasn't any other tenants in Market Square. Mm-hmm on the Pandora site at that time. Yeah. So we were worried that this is what a budgeting plan for a month, at least. And that's what we offered them for the whole space. But it ended up taking news. We did the call in July... Uh, that the space was available and it was December 1st before we settled on the green. Oh wow. Yeah, there was a lot. Ah. I bet there was. But we're up. I'm not in a panic. Yep. It's, it, we got a great, that's fine. People find some thoughts. And I'm thrilled with how it worked out. Either. Size has kind actually worked out well for us. <laughs> I think you would have yeah. kind of regretted
0: it seeing how I've driven past this place on
2: Friday night at like six o'clock.
0: I, I would have, yeah. anything yeah. smaller, you may yeah. have regretted. If
1: yeah. it was smaller, we would have been more tied to it. Yeah, And uh, it's given us a lot of freedom to do even more beer traveling, which is awesome. So. Oh, yeah. And the contacts
0: you make when you beer travel and then you
2: bring them back to Victoria is usually Victoria. Yeah. yeah, that's worked out really well for us. Yeah, because we we've at that, that time we've, right.
1: we've made so many great contacts and then been able to have some great events for Victoria, with, um, kind of bridging the gap between some beer communities along the yeah. West Coast. San Diego so, didn't yeah. know
2: that B.C. had a beer culture. Wow. wow. And a lot of, even beer enthusiasts here in Victoria didn't know about uh, San, San Diego is huge. Has, yeah. Yeah. No,
0: so. huh. So it's interesting. So really, I think the, the root of what I wanted to sit down and talk to you about has been something that's been on my head for a while. I know we've talked about it together. Is like when you first open, you open with a very strong mission statement about what you wanted to be. Yep. And you pretty much have, I don't think you've it at all, but you haven't it from, like you basically said, this is us.
2: Yep.
0: This is the way it's going to be. Right. And I think when, first opened a lot of people were obviously everybody's always haters but like <laughs> there's always haters um, but I think it opened up for places like Part and Parcel and that sort of thing it, uh, to open and have the same like come to the counter and order and we'll deliver the food to the table because you have no table service correct zero table service correct. which in a town of like hardcore like table service places
1: yep. we get a lot of uh, compliments on our service though
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do. It's just it's very awesome. pointed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two and a half minutes while I'm pouring <laughs> your beer at the bar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But Same a lot man. of people. I remember when you guys switched over. I loved. I loved it here. But I remember like Google, like Google reviews and Facebook reviews of people who just did not understand the concept right. whatsoever. Yeah.
1: We were nervous about it. Our other places were full service, kind of neighborhood pubs. Uh, so it was quite different. But we'd seen a lot of that when we were yeah. traveling and. The idea of, you know, we'd seen a lot of small, concise kitchens, too, that didn't require a lot of people to manage, um, a lot more, you know, using very simple equipment. And what Mike was referring to earlier, we just wanted to really streamline the business model to make sure that it was easy to operate and manage and staff um, to maybe help, you know, restaurants are... A very tough industry to make a profit in. So we wanted to make sure. That's why everybody gets into restaurants. Can you introduce me to them? So that was the idea behind it. And originally,
2: like I said, we were looking for much smaller space, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was thinking for fifty seats maybe. Mm-hmm. Lee and I are working full time. I'm thinking we open at three o'clock in the afternoon, close at ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee and I full time, the rest you know, maybe four part time staff. And the idea being I'm working behind the wire. Somebody orders a sandwich, I just jump yeah. to the end of the wire and I make that sandwich without having to but go could, behind some wall or somewhere. But you have great setup you like all your
0: boss off a train in the kitchen. You have this sort of rotation that like everybody has to do one portion of their job somewhere. I've seen your like most senior guys on the door. Time. Yeah, senior guys are on the door. Like they'll be on the door on a Friday night, but then they'll be in the kitchen on a Wednesday, and then and it seems to be harmonious. Like you have some long term staff here from the yeah. get go.
2: It's it's worked out. There's benefits to that concept that we didn't even perceive. Uh, but the, we were hopeful that that would create that energy of everybody's on the same page because mm-hmm. everybody's doing our jobs. So even uh, if you're only doing two shifts as a kitchen week, and the rest of your shifts are up front, you've got a good understanding of what the kitchen's going through, what the food eating, is and so, yeah, and so on and uh, And vice versa. So everybody understands each other's stress points and... and, and, and uh, sympathetic to each other on any given shift. So it makes for a more harmonious work environment, I think. Plus, it allows us to you get that hit at 4.30. Mm-hmm. We can pull staff off the bar to help out, or sorry, pull staff out of the kitchen to help out of the bar to get that first rush mm-hmm. of drinks out. And then vice versa, when the food orders yeah. start coming in, then we can pull staff off the bar. Genius. So it's
1: genius. It kind of started... You know, when I was trained to be a restaurant manager, I was trained to be able to you had to be able to run a kitchen, you had to be able, you had to be able to do all positions in the restaurant quite confidently. Because you had to jump in and help when there was a situation. So with our people, we want our supervisors, when we started, we were like, okay, you're going to need to work a couple shifts in the kitchen. Um, And then some other full-time people said, well, we want to do that too. Um, And that kind of surprised us, but we were excited about it. And we put them in. And, and then we got rid of uh, the different tip structure and decided to go with a tip pool that was divided evenly between everyone. Uh, so now we sit at, someone starts when they're just part-time out front, they don't need to be trained in the kitchen, but quite often what happens is they ask for it because they want to be like everybody else
0: and it drops the ego yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. I'm a bartender or I'm yeah. a host or I'm a yeah. cook or court, I'm a i cook so I'm not yeah. like doing dish okay? yeah exactly yeah. 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 yeah so it just yeah. loses all ego yeah. out of it uh,
2: absolutely
0: so when you first open like all the detractors because I think sometimes I know from yeah. opening restaurants for myself opening restaurants for other people I'm usually strong like my mission statement is my, my in stone um, but I've opened restaurants for other people and as soon as a bad review comes in something gets changed or as soon as a bad a, a quiet night happens something gets changed right. and the knee jerk reactions and uh, it's always difficult to explain to them that if you make a change you won't see a change in anything at the end of it after 6 of 3 6 weeks 3 months yeah. Like it doesn't like one change one night doesn't change something the next day right but how do you like i think there's a lot of restaurateurs that go out there and they just want to try and please everybody and how, do you de- how did you deal with it back then? How did you deal with the, det- the detractors who were like, oh, they're not going to last a year because they don't do table service? Right? Well, we don't. Serve cocktail, so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, That's my only hang-up sometimes, because sometimes I just want a shot in a beer when I come here, but then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm okay with just because you, like, a we lot of people. You- can
1: recommend a nice place for you yeah. to go when you want a shot and a beer. <laughs>
0: Chances <laughs> are I probably, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but that's the thing is like people who are listening. The Drake only does beer and a small selection of wine. And right. That is pretty, it's like, like it's some it's kombucha it's and good. cider and stuff like that. But like no hard bar, correct? Which there My is, no, is there is no other place in the town that has that. Outside like your know, yeah. little Chinese restaurants or something like that. But like there is no hard bar, which yeah. is very obscure.
2: Yeah, and again, we just kind of wanted to. We we're pre-opening, where there was a lot of discussion about Maybe we have a limited selection. You know, and then it's a slippery slope. Yeah. So you have got that. Why don't you bring this in? So one we open, try it. A year in, let's take a look at what we need to change, if anything. And a year in, we're real happy with our rent, our yeah. staff ourselves there was I, I saw no reason to doubt maybe we would make more revenue if we had more bar we're happy yeah right. so it's not it's not broken the business continues to grow. yeah
1: I think we learned from the school of hard knocks like along you know through our other businesses um, you know I was in the industry a long time before we opened our first restaurant yet it was still quite a big learning curve when we did open our first restaurant and i th- i think we just learned that you can't be all things to all people i mean i i would definitely try and you'd just be all over the place and then your message gets mixed um just like if you're going to determine your your hours of business you don't want to be wishy-washy on that because it just confuses people so the same thing with what you're going to be we decided we were going to be a craft beer-focused place, and we were going to do it very well. And we didn't want anything to distract us from that. So we could do spirits, we could do other things, but it might take away, and maybe we wouldn't do the beer part, you know, as well as we would like. So change the cocktail menu during a
2: beer event. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's we've been fortunate we feel really fortunate that the concept has been embraced more than it's been thank
1: goodness not embraced <laughs> <it>.
2: <laughs> and so we didn't have to react but we did have to tell our staff and tell ourselves you know, mm-hmm. this is we going to stick with this we had lots of customers in the early days say I'm not coming back until you do full service take service they
0: okay. probably,
2: chances are they probably come back I, I, I don't know no, no. I, 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 I don't mean it in I think a mean we. sort of way, but it wouldn't as well said in the beginning, we're not trying to be all things to all people, but we're just trying to do a really good job of what we mm-hmm. are doing. And kind of being as hyper focused on draft here yeah. as we are, that means all our staff are focused yeah. on learning about that mm-hmm. and are not Trying to also learn a lot of the, a deep mind list and also a mm-hmm. deep cocktail list and also learn a of deep food menu. Mm-hmm. So, if, th- if we're going to be focused like this, I hope we're gonna all going to do a really good job at it because mm-hmm. that's our focus. Yeah. Yeah, uh, try not to make apologies for it.
1: I think, well, talking with a lot of our staff, you know, uh, Ryan Bangma, who's been here a long, long time. Uh, we all know people that weren't comfortable with the service style when we started, mm-hmm. yet they came around. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike and I are, are part of that. Like, we were nervous about it. Um, some of the customers seem more comfortable about it than we were. We were anxious how people would receive it, but now it's a service style that we prefer. When that's we're the thing is, people up.
0: okay with standing in line, paying four fifty for a coffee, going to the other end, waiting for their coffee, picking it up, and going. But it's not okay to stand in line, wait for a six fifty beer, right? and <laughs> pick it up and go sit down. Like yeah. it, it's very interesting. It, but I think we went underwater, tried it just before you guys opened as well, and it didn't go down too greatly there. But it was under the previous owners yeah.
2: that they uh, used that model. Uh, yeah, I'd, like, so we were nervous about it. I remember the first few weeks that we were open, I would stand at the back door and watch the, the body language of the people standing in line mm-hmm. to see if anybody's getting impatient or. Um, mm-hmm. Any signs of that, and there was not most the people that were. I would see signs of concern from where our staff that were worried about the lineup mm. getting a long. But what made me really happy inside was seeing the customers standing in line. We on purpose do not have core brands on our list, so you don't mm-hmm. have blue pop here. Yep. you don't have So they're thinking about it. So them. they're looking at the list, they're going, I don't know anything here. So they're tapping the guy on the shoulder and the problem, hey, dude, what are you going to order? What are you going to order? So those conversations started between strangers, which that's what we always wanted this place to be, was a conversational place. That's why there's some TVs in there and the music played quietly.
0: Was there any times? Was there any time at all that there was a point where you were like, crap, I, we should change this? Like in that first three months, you just stuck to it, and that was it. That's
2: very rare. Well, again, I feel that we (laughs) were very fortunate. We had enough people coming in, even in those early months, that um, responded in a positive way, that encouraged us to stick. Mm -hmm. And even with those other people that were saying they're never coming back, kind of thing. I was seeing what looked like enough people. and That's our reserve goal. Hopefully, we find enough people that buy into what we're trying to do, that we're paying our rent, having pay our staff, and feel good about it. That's so, yeah, there's, there's no. Uh, we want to open franchises, or, mm-hmm. like that was never, and we want to maximize every, squeeze every nickel, of yeah, every money that we can out of the place. That's, that's never been. The motivating factor.
0: That's Making money is nice, but it's not yeah. the primary. It's this right. this yeah. very, very close secondary thing. Right. Next to the passion. Right. So, what's the, been the best moment since you opened? Like event or uh, new beer you tapped, or uh, because I, I know what I, I'm like when I have like when I open a bar and I have like a, I wouldn't say hero, but like someone I've looked up to, a peer that I've looked up to in my career that's come and sat at my bar or they come and, yeah. like, hang out and do an event or something like that. It's, it, it, you get you giddy.
2: There's There's been a number of what, for me, were fuzzy-wuzzy moments. <laughs> I remember a uh, bartender one time, the first or second year we were open, and it was quiet, two o'clock in the afternoon. I had three customers at the bar, all about three stools away from each other. Two of them start chatting. They find out they've they've got something in common, and then the third one starts listening to him, so then he starts getting involved in the conversation. turns out all three of them are first. One's from Toronto, one's from Calgary, one's from Montreal. They all ended up moving in closer, and then they're just buzzing about beer and brewing and the passion and everything. An hour later, one of them turns to look at me. You know, if you had TVs in here, we probably never would have met each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's like wow! I <laughs> you know, like it kind of, it kind of what we were hoping with, uh, again for it to do is become that social environment, mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess another moment too that I, uh, I never smiled But I've, there's been a few times that I've looked at the top list and I'm like, wow, how did we get that? Bad. Yeah. Uh, our first Oregon day, the brewers showed up. There was, Seven brewers I think that came up from Portland for that one, from Oregon, and Alex Ganem, the owner of Upright, uh, was one of them. And he was looking at the list, trying to decide what to order. And he goes, oh, "Shit, there's beer on here I can't find in Portland." <laughs> so, oh, that's a good list. I that's, that's, that's a nice like medal in the honor. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. What about for you, Lee?
1: Uh, I think. And I guess this is approval from our peers, um, but just being, you know, down the coast in the States, in Portland or south of there, and people knowing about the Drake. That's cool. Yeah, so, and then our staff have also run into that, and they were really excited when it's happened to them, so... It's a really nice moment to know that all the work that we've all done has, you know, has worked out and people are aware of us. So
2: that's cool. Yeah, we've got staff that are you know, sitting at the bar and just shooting support, them, and then as they get up to go, they mention that they work at the Drake Eatery and the bartender grabbed the photograph and moved out for you. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, our staff are in no oh, expectation yeah. of that. I wasn't asking for yeah. it is, uh, you know, another stop at your location in Seattle. Again, I hadn't mentioned where he worked, but he mentioned a beer that we were pouring here in mm-hmm. the bartender. He goes, oh, you work with Drake. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> how do you know that? He goes, well, I know that brewery wouldn't let their beer go to any in Victoria. Oh, wow. So was, and that's great for us here, but it's super awesome for our staff to have, to have know, those experiences. To have that ownership. Yeah, that's not. Yeah.
0: So you yeah. seem content. Why in the world would you go and open a brewery? <laughs> That's <an> excellent question. <laughs> well, just like we've just had this wonderful conversation yeah. about work life balance yeah. and like enjoying beers in the afternoon and having to work the bar and yeah. now you know what, let's go
2: open a brewery. Yeah.
1: We do like to work. <laughs> it wasn't a
2: it wasn't a something that I had in mind, like uh, six years ago or right, anything I I like that. I don't Mm brew, so why would I open a brewery? Uh, We have had a number of visiting brewers ask us why we'd have our own brewery. And then one of them from San Diego almost insisted that we open a brewery, and he he wanted to partner with us on it. And and he's a real animated character, uh, and he's a brewer himself. And he said, I'll coach you, I'll train your brewer, I'll give you my recipes. And then I was like, are you serious? Dead serious. And said, he said, you find the location, I'll fly up, we'll start. So I do I got to start thinking about that idea. Found a location we really liked, We did up a business plan. We, and this place was doing better and better uh, with us doing less and less, with us being Lee and I. Um, the staff were doing a great job taking care of it for us. So that meant we had time to look at the idea of doing another project. Uh, and then when Jordan and Jamie offered to steal an old car to partner with us on it, that, that just kind of wiped all the doubt yeah. away from me. They, those guys have built a very successful brewery ground mm-hmm. up, and uh, and that's something we haven't done. So they've got that knowledge. They want to learn about what we're doing here. They're they're opening a, a little tap room in the new Westminster, in so oh. it's very early days right now. So I don't even know if I'm supposed to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and their core values match up with ours, and uh, so we we're super excited. And, uh, and uh, like I said, I just just any any doubts that I had, I got removed when they came when on. They came on and,
1: we also have uh, an excellent crew of people that work with us, and we want a way to be able to bring pe- more people up. So that gives us the ability to, to do that.
0: Without having another tap room. And it's a substantial size space out there. From outside, from the outside looking in, it, it looks like a decent size space. It's, but it's, then... it's, it's, it's ideal,
2: we think yeah i mean this one i think is 2700 square yeah. feet and that one's 29. uh um, and we got a that yeah. On that. yeah <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's but it does have 20 foot ceilings so mm-hmm. it allows for a, a legal mezzanine uh, okay that we can then use for seating mm-hmm. there as well so um, and it's it's just that cool old fifties mm-hmm. square house space yeah. some brick walls um, uh you know the open ceiling that uh, post stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: there's what nice light stuff? in there too. There's yeah, skylights, yeah. and then uh, we'll have um, a couple of delivery doors that are open. So just like the Drake, there'll be yeah. nice light during the day. Right. right.
0: And is the branding going to mimic the Drake, or are you no, sort of like yeah, s- like s- trying to separate it completely? completely. Correct.
2: So we, even though it's owned by the owners of the Drake and the owners of slow <laughs> throwing there's. Uh, we're not connecting those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to be a standalone brand. I so I mean, it, it's a small town. So there's a lot of people who have been, obviously, in a lot of press. About, <laughs> so uh, much press <laughs> uh, about the Drake and, uh, being involved. So, uh, but w- which is fine. But I think you know, we'll call it two years after like, So mm-hmm. I think uh, Nigel talks about how. A lot of people, because the majority of his customers don't know that the Alibi Room brand and Brass together, yeah, owned by the same people. So, what's the what style of beer you're going to be thinking about doing? Are you going to do the S- broad spectrum? A broad spectrum, uh, 10 of our own beers, and uh, you know, we have maybe two desktops. Okay. Uh, the uh, no core brands, just yeah. let the through play with recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... We we do have, after we were just down in San Diego, to reconnect with some friends down there, and quite a number of brewers are really anxious to help us out. Wow. Uh, So we're going to take advantage of that. And there's there's some beers down there that I've tried that just, it's so highly competitive down there. We've got 180 breweries now in San Diego. And uh, so it's where we've got, I think, 160 in the province. province, yeah. Uh, so it, if you're going to survive, you've got to be really good down mm-hmm. there. Uh, and a lot of them so, mm-hmm. are. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we're going to take advantage of some of that knowledge and, and uh, bring them up here. And
1: let them play. brewer,
2: dial dialing some of the recipes and, oh, sweet. And, and get really creative and get inspired. and uh, yeah. that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Awesome.
0: When do you think that's going to be over? <laughs> When do you think it's going to be okay? When, when the
2: planets align. <laughs> because
0: you're building now, yes? You've got the approvals uh, no. and
2: stuff? Well, we have some approvals. Uh, not all of them. We don't have our building permits yet. Though. Oh, okay. So they, Just we, the demo. We thought one. we had them. They were, oh yeah, we should be ready for Wait a minute. City so building inspector came up with new Oh, that's a waste of time. Yeah. So
1: we should hear something the next two weeks. Yeah.
2: You've been so. through it, so you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you got a brewery opening in Market Square now too, which super exciting. Yeah. That's awesome, and that'll be that's imminent. That's like within the month. They'll oh wow. Be, they'll be brewing. Uh, I'd say maybe sooner. They got all their gear came in last week, and oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, They're a great bunch of guys way I mean, one of them, Matt, would be the head birdie's uh, worked for us. So oh, sweet. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, oh, and
0: you guys are created like when summertime is in Marcus Square. Yeah, it is really like full. Like you guys do the big party, and there's always
2: a beer event in the in the in the square, and the energy that that, that location is going to bring right. to the lower courtyard on yeah. a daily basis is going to be awesome. Yeah, and it's just going to.
1: We're actually, super excited. Yeah.
0: So, I got one more before we tie it off. Personal question How do you like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. How do you, as a couple, work together for so long?
2: Because it's
1: been a long time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine not now. So, when, when, as I mentioned, when we opened our first restaurant together and I was sort of working out what I thought was part-time quickly turned into full-time and I looked at Lee and I said, you're my best friend. This relationship means everything to me. If this job is creating any kind of tension between us and jeopardizing that, and the job's I'm, not worth it. I'm back to it in cars. You know, it's, it uh, yeah, the job was completed. So, uh, and like I said, now, couldn't imagine.
1: We, we have different responsibilities, so that works out well. Uh, you know, I think of Mike as the idea guy and the one that always keeps us true to our path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I'm kind of...
0: The one that figures out how to pay for it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm operations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean we obviously talk about things and we'll overlap but we try and make sure that we don't if you know if it's Mike's area uh, like public relations or outside communications, then I'm going to go with what, whatever he thinks is correct. Uh, sometimes it's tricky for the staff because they'll ask us both and get a different answer, so mm-hmm. that's fun for do they, them. Do they play the? Oh, yeah. the, the
2: mom didn't <laughs> say yeah. the yeah. answer I wanted, so I'll go see dad. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs>
2: but we've been doing this long enough that we recognize
1: that pretty quickly. So. <laughs> it is kind of crazy because we work together all the time, and then when we're off. Off, and we like it that way. Um, When we're working, we don't really get a lot of quality time together, so we still enjoy our time off. So,
2: yeah, Yeah, we're lucky. I'm not. (laughs) You really are. I'm not telling Leah how to do the books um, (laughs) because I'd make a mess of them if I did. So, and she's not telling me what beer to order and uh, it works out. Personally. And I think we're yeah.
1: of the same mindset, too, so we have, so that
0: you helps. A, you have the same goals on different paths to get to the same right. goal right. with mm-hmm. different attributes.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the beer program, and, and that's been my primary focus here, but uh, I'm equally as proud of the food program that mm-hmm. we're doing out of here, even though we do have this uh, limited mm-hmm. and, and unique type of kitchen concept. I'm still really proud of the food that comes out of that kitchen, where we're sourcing from, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, we, I think those where we're, Lee and I are very like minded on those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Stuff, think, so.
1: We just have different skill sets, but we we have the same vision for the business, um, so that works out. That, you know, it's complementary. Um, yeah.
2: One thing just popped in my head when you had asked before about aha moments or something like that. But it, it was, we were having our Tuesday management meeting yesterday, and one of our managers interrupted the meeting to point out that just about every customer that we had in here at that time worked in the industry somewhere <laughs> else in the city. <laughs> and that's, uh, we, that certainly makes sense good. you all. You can't manufacture that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know lot like, yesterday I was catching up with Marley and West. And West brought all his friends in from Vancouver which I didn't even know West had friends outside of Victoria, but West <laughs> brought all his friends in. Yeah. And then Marley's sitting with JJ. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and yeah. then Brad and fortieth and He looks twenty three, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like yeah. when I look when I turn yeah. forty I'm gonna look forty.
1: Yeah. I look forty now
0: and I'm yeah. still a couple of years
2: away from my fortieth. walked locked in today and there is a table of Yes. Ten uh, Phillips staff uh, oh, nice. out on the patio. Nice, you've uh, made it. Well, no, that, that's the stuff that makes us. This has been a great experience for us. As, uh Leah mentioned, our other two locations we had were neighborhood locations, and I was always afraid of the downtown concept. But when we came over with this model, and I talked to the pure people in town, they always said, "Oh, that should be downtown. Make it central and yeah. accessible." And, uh, but it's highly competitive down here, but the community's been great to us, and it's it's awesome the support that we've gotten from other small operators here in the city. And, and there's been operators that have opened their businesses, and, uh, fine enough to tell us that they were, felt motivated to do so because of the success of the trade. not wow. that's. Maybe our concept will work. Something
1: different, like like you said.
2: And their unique concept has worked out very well for them. Everybody's going to be unique these days.
1: They say that family, and we're a family uh, owned businesses, are usually extremely strong if they can get through the first couple of years. They're usually one of the strongest. Small businesses—it's okay. so just hit too. or miss the first couple of years <laughs> if they can figure it out. That's so, they can figure it out. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: I think the critical difference too between this one and our other two locations is we didn't like our landlords. Mm-hmm. Locations—they uh, weren't—they weren't supportive. Yeah, uh, it was always a challenge. Uh, whereas here, uh, I mean, our landlord is Vancouver-based, but the property manager, their office is right below us. They've been awesome, mm-hmm. just awesome, super supportive, I uh, uh, can't say enough about that. So it's, it's such a night and day difference to have that kind of relationship with people.
1: I think years ago I said I would never have a business downtown. Yeah. You have to be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> now you can have two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that time there wasn't as many residents. Um, when. Uh, Earlier on, when I wasn't managing, I worked at a hotel downtown serving, and I was third from the top of seniority. And in the wintertime, I had uh, two other jobs. Yeah, there's just, it, was, it was a ghost town, yeah. but it's so different now. It's really becoming, I, I love the changes that we're seeing in Victoria. We're getting way more options for the culture. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And that. on that, I think that's the best note to finish on. You gotcha. Thank you for that, guys. (laughs) Cheers. I really like that.
1: Thank you. Hope it works out. Oh, well. When do we get to ask
0: you? Thanks, Bow Shifters. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, If you're listening, whatever platform you're on, give me a good rating, subscribe, listen along. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I really enjoy sitting down with people and learning where they're from, what they did, and how they got to where they were. So if you love it, give me a good five stars. If you don't, give me one and I'll try harder.